0: Up, everybody, welcome back to another episode. Yes, full length episode. It's been a minute. Uh, this is episode 34. Uh, finally, finally doing the Navy App Locker episode. It's only taken me six months. Uh, it's been a hot minute because I got distracted by other things and I PCS'd and underestimated uh, the amount of time and effort it would take me to adjust to the new job. And I had there's training and certification and all the stuff I had to do. Uh, been at sea a little bit, and so uh, it it kind of just kept getting pushed and pushed because there was a lot of preparation that went into this, and it was not like it, a lot of research and just tedious like f- fact finding. And I had to experiment with some stuff too. I actually just got the CAC free setup done for the My Record app that I'll talk about later, uh, where I can access a bunch of my my own record on my phone now without a cat card so it's it's pretty cool but it took me a hot minute to figure it out i was having a bunch of trouble with it when i tried a few months ago um and then today i gave it and i was like i gotta figure this out so i can record this episode and i finally figured it out at work today so uh i'll talk about that and many other things in relation to the navy app locker as we get into the episode but first we're gonna get into that history segment and even before that i'm gonna put out what I always put out. If you guys need anything from us at all, ever, uh, please reach out to us. You can hit us up. Don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the shit podcast, or you can DM me on Instagram at DGutsPodcast. podcast. Uh, anything you need, hit us up. All right. So history segment, going to do another submarine medal of honor winner because it's, these are my people and it's how I roll. All right. So today we're going to talk about Admiral Dick O'Kane. Born on 2 February 1911 in Durham, New Hampshire, and a member of the United States Naval Academy, Class of 1934, Richard O'Kane served in two of the most successful submarines of World War II. O'Kane began the war as diving officer in the elderly USS Argonaut, SM-1, which was on patrol off Midway at the time of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. A somewhat trying time was had by all with constant problems with condensation resulting in electrical shorts and grounds and not a few fires. Argonaut was overdue for a Navy Yard overhaul and upon her return to Pearl Harbor, she was scheduled to return to Mare Island. Her XO was sent to a staff job at Pearl and since O'Kane had recently qualified for command and been promoted to lieutenant, he moved up to that position for the voyage back to Mare Island. At Mare Island, O'Kane was sent to the under-construction USS Wahoo SS-238 as executive officer initially serving under Marvin Kennedy, who commanded Wahoo during her first two war patrols. Starting with her third patrol, Dudley W. Mush Morton, who had been aboard Wahoo on a PCO, prospective commanding officer cruise during her second patrol, assumed command. Okane continued as XO. As Morton's executive officer in Wahoo, Okane worked the periscope while Morton ran the attack. The highly successful team was broken up when Wahoo returned to Mare Island for refit in 1943, and O'Kane was detached for new construction. Taking command of the new Balao-class boat, Tang, O'Kane returned to Pearl Harbor, departing on his first war patrol in Tang on 22 January 1944. His first attack on a small convoy was delayed while Tang was forced deep to avoid one of the escorts. After evading a depth charge attack, Okane returned to periscope depth, firing three torpedoes at Giotan Maru, the first of 24 enemy ships Okane would sink. Five days later, Okane made a night surface attack on another convoy, sending two more Japanese freighters to the bottom. Over the next three days, Tang sank two more ships, bringing her total bag for her first war patrol to five ships for a total of 21,400 tons. Having fired all of his torpedoes, O'Kane returned to Pearl Harbor. Returning to sea after rearming, Tang took up a lifeguard position off truck or Truk, where she rescued 22 downed American airmen. On her third and fourth patrols, Tang sank another 12 ships, adding another 50,600 tons to her tally. At the end of September 1944, Tang set off on her fifth war patrol. She sank two freighters on 10 October. Two weeks later, O'Kane found a 10-ship convoy. Going in on the surface again, O'Kane slipped past the escorts, quickly sinking three freighters. A troop transport attempted to ram, but O'Kane evaded, remaining on the surface, where he could use his speed to slip away from the escorts before submerging. Another convoy was found the next night and Okane again took Tang in on the surface. This time, the escorts were more alert, but Okane stayed up, firing six torpedoes at three different ships. All six hit, taking out two transports and a tanker. After firing three more torpedoes, hitting the tanker and transport, and sinking an attacking destroyer, Okane withdrew to reload his tubes with his last two torpedoes. Returning to finish off the transport, Okane fired both torpedoes. The first ran true, but the second made a circular run, hitting Tang aft and sinking her. O'Kane and the eight men on the bridge went into the water. One other officer made it out of the conning tower before the boat went under. Only O'Kane and three others were still alive by morning. Five other men managed to get to the surface alive after Tang went to the bottom. The nine survivors were picked up by the Japanese and imprisoned until the end of the war. O'Kane received the Medal of Honor for his actions. He retired in 1957 as a Rear Admiral and passed away in Petaluma, California, on 16 February 1994. He's buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Now I'm going to read his Medal of Honor citation. The President of the United States, in the name of Congress, takes pleasure in presenting the Medal of Honor to Commander Richard Hetherington O'Kane, United States Navy, for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life and beyond the call of duty as commanding officer of USS Tang operating against two enemy Japanese convoys on 23 and 24 October 1944 during her fifth and last war patrol. Boldly maneuvering on the surface into the midst of a heavily escorted convoy, Commander O'Kane stood in the fusillade of bullets and shells from all directions to launch smashing hits on three tankers, coolly swung his ship to fire at a freighter, and in a split-second decision shot out of the path, of an onrushing transport, missing it by inches. Boxed in by blazing tankers, a freighter, transport, and several destroyers, he blasted two of the targets with his remaining two torpedoes and with pyrotechnics bursting on all sides, cleared the area. 24 hours later, he again made contact with a heavily escorted convoy steaming to support the Leyte campaign with reinforcements and supplies and with crated planes piled high on each unit. In defiance of the enemy's relentless fire, he closed the concentration of ships and in quick succession sent two torpedoes, each into the first and second transports and an adjacent tanker, finding his mark with each torpedo in a series of violent explosions at less than 1,000 yards. With ships bearing down from all sides, he charged the enemy at high speed, exploding the tanker in a burst of flame, smashing the transport dead in the water and blasting the destroyer with a mighty roar which rocked Tang from stem to stern. Expending his last two torpedoes into the remnants of a once powerful convoy before his own ship went down, Commander O'Kane, aided by his gallant command, achieved an illustrious record of heroism in combat, enhancing the finest traditions of the United States Naval Service. And that's the history segment for today. Uh, Admiral Kane's a famous Submarine Medal of Honor winner, uh, somebody I've been a big fan of. Uh, his book is on my reading list, and uh, and yeah, I couldn't believe I hadn't actually covered him yet, so I wanted to make sure that I got that in an episode. It's been a long time since we've gotten to do a history segment, because it's been a long time since we did an episode that wasn't an interview, so uh, here we go, Navy App Locker, episode three, four, let's get into it. So uh, I'm excited to finally get to this. Uh, The Navy's actively trying to reach out to you via smart devices that are in your hand. And this is something I've advocated for a lot in episodes, using podcasts, using YouTube, using all the other things. I'm sure there's things I don't even know about out there that junior sailors are using to get information uh, and to share information. So they're actively trying to make it easier for you. So we need to leverage that. Uh, The Navy App Locker is a collection of smartphone apps that sailors need to leverage to not only free up large chunks of their free and work time, but to further their professional development and progress towards achievements like advancement. Right. So the Navy has put a tremendous amount of time and resources into developing this tool. And these tools are for you. They're not. They're not perfect, right? And and I've mentioned that in the past. And I'll get into what I mean by that. Uh, but they're a giant leap in the right direction. And it's on us as leaders and sailors to utilize them provide feedback on what works and what doesn't and then ask for more right uh, there's mechanisms for feedback uh, they're begging for it they want you to use the app and effectively beta test it and then provide a lot of feedback on does it work does it not work are they completely missing something do we need to create an app for something do you have an app that you want to submit to for inclusion in the app locker? A lot of different ways you can use apps on smartphones that are glued to sailors' hands to solve problems. And that's why I wanted to do this episode, right? So the first thing we're going to talk about is the apps. So uh, the Navy App Locker is a collection of apps that you can download anywhere apps are available. So whatever type of phone you have, if there's an app store on your phone, they're available, right? Uh, so get on there and look for it. Search Navy App Locker. And the App Locker itself has a whole bunch of apps within that. And it's broken into categories. So they have career tools, education, Emergency preparedness, fitness, GMT, uh, morale, welfare, and recreation, or MWR, Navy advancement, Navy life, reference, and reserve. Uh, the Navy's stated purpose uh, for the app locker is the Navy app locker is an app version of the US Navy's associated website. Uh, www.applocker.navy.mil and provides sailors, civilians, and family members a central location to view mobile applications, review detailed information about Navy developed apps, and have streamlined access to their devices appropriate app store. So Google Play and iTunes. Uh, The Navy Applocker assures users the apps they are downloading are developed by the Department of the Navy and contain relevant up to date information. So that's important, right? Uh, A lot of them are resource Driven so they're trying to get information into the hands of sailors So when you open one of these apps, you don't have to question whether or not the information is up-to-date and relevant, right? Your phone's going to auto update the app and the most relevant up-to-date information is going to be part of that Uh, The apps that I use the most, uh, there's a uniform app. So to look up U.S. Navy uniform regulations, the most up to date stuff is going to be in there because they're updating it. So it's it's you don't have to question if you Google something about the U.S. Navy uniform regulations, whether or not it's true, because a lot of times sailors run into this issue where they'll Google an instruction, get an old version and then go run around thinking that that's in fact truth when it's not because there's a more up to date version of that instruction out there, or there's a nav admin that changed something or whatever. So this is going to be the most up-to-date information because you're getting it straight from the source. So what's available? There are over 90 apps, and I know that sounds nuts. There's 90 apps on the Navy App Locker. Uh, I'm not going into all of them. I'm going to go into the ones that I feel like uh, will impact you the most on a daily basis. And like I mentioned before, I'm going I'm to talk about the big ones, what you can do with them, and then how to provide feedback and and I know there's a lot of super technical, savvy junior sailors out there. You can build your own app to solve a problem and then submit it for inclusion in the Navy app locker to basically make it an official Navy app. So there I, there are a ton of bright, high functioning sailors out there listening to this. And if you have the technical savvy to create an app and solve a problem that you see, do it. <laughs> They're begging for this type of stuff. They want you guys to innovate. And and that option is out there as as available to you to create an app, submit it for inclusion in the App Locker, or just provide feedback on, or ideas on apps they can create, or feedback on the current apps. So the first one I'm going to talk about is probably the most significant. Uh, it's My Navy Portal. Uh, my record 1.0. Right. So you you access this stuff through my Navy portal. And this is the one that was I was having so much trouble with that I talked about. So you have to log into my Navy portal to get access to this app. You, you can download the app itself and you have to download the app and another app to verify your identity in the absence of a cat card. And I'll explain that in a second. But uh, the you have to log into my Navy portal to activate everything. And, and let's just get into it because I know it sounds confusing and that's because it kind of is. Uh, so the U.S. Navy launched the beta release for my Navy portal, my record mobile beta app. Uh, now they're on 1.0 as the Navy's first mobile app using commercial grade multi factor authentication. That's the other app that I'm going to talk to you about credentials for security instead of a common access card to deliver mobile human resource uh, personnel pay and training service sailors and that's why they're trying to make things simpler by putting it in your hand and making it so that you don't have to be in front of, of a government computer with your cac card and a cac reader uh, to be able to do a lot of things that you need to do uh, they're doing that with PCSing and all this other stuff too they're trying to simplify it so The app itself, so the initial release has limited functionality specifically linked to part of a sailor's personnel and training information with their electronic training jacket and read only mode. Future releases will expand access to include a sailor's entire Navy HR record and allow sailors to submit changes from their personal devices. So if you have a document that you need included in your record, you can submit it with your phone by taking a picture of it. Wow. How about that for some modern technology I- impacting your daily life and making your job easier. So our vision is for sailors to be able to conduct HR services effortlessly on their mobile devices in the same manner and with the same level of security as they expect from their personal banking services. Sailors should check on their data on My Record Mobile for accuracy and contact My Navy Career Center contact center. Wow, that was a lot. For updates Reviewing a record on my Navy record app does not replace a sailor's responsibility to conduct a full record review for boards. Sailors should still conduct a full record review as they do to ensure accuracy of their entire record. That's a disclaimer because this thing is still in its infancy, but I haven't had the chance to explore it in detail, but I did get logged in and it looks pretty cool. Uh, sailors with a mobile phone or tablet that is secured using a PIN pattern, password or fingerprint should follow the steps below to gain access to my Navy record Uh, app. So I'm not going to go through it in detail, but basically you need to log into my Navy portal. Uh, You have to have these two apps on your phone. One of them is the my Navy record 1.0 app. The other is called Okta Verify. It's OKTA Verify. And if you search OKTA on your app store, it'll pop up. Download those two apps, right? And then when you log into my Navy portal, Uh, on a CAC enabled machine. So a government computer at the top of the page, you see your name, click on your name and select CAC free setup. Follow the steps for either iOS or an Apple phone or an Android to authenticate your identity under the instructions tab. It's going to give you one of those. um, They're going to give you a QR code to scan with your phone. uh, And that's what you're going to use with the Octa Verify app. So you're going to get that uh, I printed it out because I had to leave a security area to go to the little box where my phone was and scan it. So I printed it out uh, from that screen once it popped up. I went to my phone, opened the octa verify app and then it asks you and it uses your camera it asks you to scan a QR code. I scanned it and it creates this little multi-factor uh, authentication code, right Then I went to the my Navy record app, opened it up, the email address that it shows you in uh, my Navy portal when you're doing the CAC-free enabling is your login name, so your username, right? So I typed in that email address for my username, I typed in the password I created on my Navy portal and then hit login and then it prompts you to type in the little, I think it's a six-digit code from the OctaVerify app as the second form of authentication that replaces a CAC card. I did that and it logged me in. Uh, so it was pretty cool to be able to do that. Cause once I logged in, I mean, it had everything in there. Uh, I again, didn't get into it in super depth, but I kind of clicked through some screens really quick and it, it's pretty cool. Um, and again, it's just in its infancy. And a lot of these are a lot of the, a lot of the initial versions are going to be kind of clunky. They're going to have to work out bugs. They're just going to be updates that are going to fix things. Uh, but the biggest thing is get in there, use it and then provide feedback. And that's, what's going to get these things to operate the way that they need to. Uh, so the, app itself. Uh, when I, when I did this initial research, it was in the beta stage. Now you got 1.0 out there. Uh, there will be continued updates as, as people use it and provide that feedback. So make sure that you're doing that. It's, it's going to be something that they're going to try to go to, uh, so that you can do all this stuff from your phone so that you can fix problems with your record on your phone so that you can go look at things when you need to provide someone data on your phone. It's, it's amazing to be able to access your record from a smartphone. Uh, I I never thought I'd see the day. It's really cool. Uh, so within it, it has your personal overview, professional overview, advancement of position, assignment, leave and travel, performance, training, education, qualifications. Very much tabs that you see like in Incepts. And again, it, it will evolve as we go. Uh, so next, Navy Cool 2.0. This one's a cool. <laughs> this one's a cool one. Uh jeez. All right, so Navy Cool offers major elements of the U.S. Navy's credentialing opportunities online or cool website in a convenient app. The app is essentially a toolbox or a cool box. <laughs> they actually wrote that. That provides sailors and others with a set of credentialing and career tools to help them make informed professional development decisions throughout their Navy career and beyond. Navy Cool tools <laughs> Navy Cool tools provide information for making enlistment decisions. Roadmaps to career advancement and retention in service, civilian industry and certification, licensing opportunities and insights into prospective occupations during the eventual transition from the Navy back to civilian workforce. Navy cool tools are relevant to all applicants, current sailors, transitioning sailors, veterans, counselors, recruiters, credentialing organizations, employers and others. The app is geared towards both military and civilian users and features public content only. No authentication or authorization is required. This Navy cool app uh, the the best part of it for me, uh, outside of all, obviously the data from the Navy cool program. It's, it's really great. If you don't know what it is, it's the credentialing program. The Navy has where they will pay for you to get credentialed or get a certification, like a professional certification related to your career field. Uh, or your Naval experience and whatever, as long as you satisfy all prerequisites and you're prepared for it, they will pay for the exam for you to get that certification. It's kind of like tuition assistance, but for professional credentials and certifications. So uh, also within this app, you can get bibliographies. A lot of people don't know this. And when I did the research, it doesn't say it in their little description, but when you go to the Navy Cool app, you can get advancement bibliographies. It will be the most up-to-date and it will be accurate and you can have it right there on your phone and log into it whenever you want and you can get everybody's bibs on there. So if anybody ever needs a bibliography, one of your sailors needs a bibliography, it's time to for your sailors to start studying. You can just go in there for the competitive groups that uh, you're in charge of or for your competitive group, open it up, screenshot it, send it out to your sailors. It's really cool. Or they can just download the app. It's even better. Uh, So definitely take advantage of this app. A lot of great information in it. Uh, The one thing that I thought was so cool was that it had the bibliographies in there. It's also got uh, like obviously the credentials, certs, license maps to Navy occupations, uh, learning and development roadmaps or ladders. Uh, If you've never seen one of those for your rate, check it out. It's uh, basically like a, a table where it tells you kind of where you should be. Uh, based on your pay grade and experience level and what tour you're on, like which C tour, which shore tour uh, like the, it's, it shows you what they're looking for and like where you should be in your progression. So like on your second tour, you should be qualified this and you should have this experience and you should be doing this job. And this is where you should get your degree or whatever, right? It's just a roadmap for your career development, like goals for what you should be doing as your career progresses. Uh, it's got us map information, the U S military apprenticeship program from the department of labor it's got your Joint Service Transcript or JST. So that's another big one. If you're trying to go to college, it's got the, the transcript used to be called the smart transcript. Uh, now it's called the Joint Service Transcript or JST. Uh, it's generic non-PII, but it's got all your, all, uh, all your college credit from the Navy and from all your military schools and any credit that you transferred in or any degrees or classes that you uh, did while you're on active duty. Uh, Civilian related occupations. Uh, it's got recruiting and a transition tool. Rating information cards, Navy recruiting stuff, uh, reclassification or enlisted rating changes. post nine eleven government issue, GI Bill funding of credentials. So it talks about uh, GI Bill stuff for funding credentials. Uh, and then, like I said, bibliographies. It's big. Spend a little time getting acquainted with the Navy Cool app. Uh, there's a how-to link in there. There's also videos on uh, my Navy portal and on the webpage. PMKEE. Uh, this one is really cool. It's pretty new. Uh, you guys can complete the professional military knowledge exam on an app on your phone uh, when it's complete you can make you make sure that you have the your Email account linked to the native mail app of your mobile device is what it says. Uh, once all exams are marked complete and a passing score is achieved for the course, you will be able to enter your 10 digit DOD ID number. That's the number on the back of your CAC card that you commonly see replacing uh, your social security number. And then it'll generate a completion email addressed to NTMPS, which is what will get it into your record. And you'll see it in fleet temps in your electronic chain jacket and all that stuff. So that way it's done. It's recorded, you're ready, and you're exam eligible by doing the exam from your phone. So you can, (laughs) I, I can't even, like, it's super cool that this is even a possibility that they created this requirement and you can now get it all done from your phone. It was a nightmare for us. Uh, at my last command to get everybody done on the ship with the lack of computers, the lack of unclassified assets for them to sit down and do all those things and then figure out how to get it and put it into the record. So this is really cool that you can do all this now from your phone. Uh, The next one that I want to talk about is the final multiple score or FMS calculator. Uh, This app is really cool and it's updated for all of the new reporting senior cumulative average stuff that came out uh, this year. So, uh, FMS calculator is basically the calculation of your score that you see on your advancement exam profile sheet. So, uh, when you get your profile sheet back, uh, a lot of people don't know how any of that math happens. Uh, when you go into this app, it explains all of it. All right. It's got all the information, the references, and then it's also got the calculator. So you can go into the calculator and you can plug in all of your numbers and it'll do the math for you. Right? Uh, so you can go to the cycle type in the month and the year uh, performance mark average your exam standard score your award points PNA points service and pay grade education if applicable and then for the pay grades that it's a thing you can type in the reporting senior uh, cumulative performance mark average uh, and, and that's the new thing that I'm not going to get into that in in great detail I talked about it in the uh, advancement update episode that we did the second version of the Navy advancement system. Um, but this app is very very cool. It kind of decrypts a lot of the math involved in how the points at, Arrive on your profile sheet, right? So if you have a 3.8 uh, performance mark average on your profile sheet How is that converted into points right and the points that you see that are then added up for your final multiple score? It, it explains all that all the references are there and then you can use the calculator itself to figure out uh, what Scores you'll have on your next profile sheet. So it's a super useful tool to Uh, prepare yourself for advancement because you'll know, like I have these, this many points going in. So this is my, kind of my goal score. Uh, Obviously the required final multiple will always change and you're not going to know that until after you take the exam and get your profile sheet back, but it's still a very useful tool. It's got a lot of really, really good information for you to kind of decrypt what a lot of people just find to be completely mysterious uh, as we talked about in the Navy advancement episode. Uh, another one, Nav Admin Viewer. This one is super useful for me specifically. I'm, I'm one of the guys that goes on Navy Personnel Command and trolls through all the Nav admins. Uh, so it's really useful for me to know, especially when I know it's coming uh, to see a nav admin pop. So uh, this app has all of the nav admins going back to 2005. Uh, so it goes back a number of years and you can go in there and get the, all the most current nav admins. And then obviously go back in time and find some old ones. Uh, and you can set it up for push notifications so that every time a new ad nav admins released, it alerts you and says, Hey, there's nav admin, this number for this year, this subject was just released. So you can go into the nav admin viewer, click on that nav admin. And there it is super easy, uh, especially when you're trying to find something policy based or even based on like advancement exams or boards or something like that. Uh, It's very, very useful to be able to just go into an app, open it up. And then I literally have every single nav admin that's ever been released since 2005 at my fingertips, uh, super useful for me, super useful for you uh, to get to those references uh, and take a look at all those things on your phone. You no longer need a CAC enabled computer. You no longer need to go through seven different links at the Navy Personnel Command website on a desktop computer or try to manipulate that through the tiny browser on your iPhone, right? Uh, it's very, very useful. All of it's very, very accessible and it's updated constantly. So that's, I, I was, a, I, I'm dorking out on it a little bit because I use it a lot, but uh, that was a really, really great tool for me. Next, My Vol Ed Path or Voluntary Education Path uh, is a powerful tool designed to help you maximize your military education benefits. This is another one geared towards your education. The Dante's My Vol Ed Path app uh, has a whole bunch of resources so you can advance your military career, qualify to become an officer, earn a college degree, make a successful transition to civilian life, earn a better salary in the civilian career, uh, and determine your best career path, turn skills and knowledge you already possess into Earned college credit, prepare for exams, discover the different sources of financial aid available to you, choose a school, a whole bunch of stuff to help you support your voluntary education while you're serving in the military. Another great app with lots of info. This is a this is one of the examples of a very informational based one. Uh, Navy Cool is a good example of that as well. Uh, NFAS. So, everybody, there's lots of jokes around there about updating your NFAS, right? You got to get out there and update it. Uh, when all those alerts come out for drills and just periodically and for whatever other reason they come up with, but. The Navy Family Accountability and Assessment System or NFAS app brings together all the emergency preparedness information sailors and their family members will need to prepare for and survive an emergency or disaster. It standardizes a method for the Navy to account for, assess, manage, and monitor the recovery process of those affected by a widespread catastrophic event. NFAS also provides valuable information to all levels of Navy leadership, allowing commanders to make strategic decisions that facilitate a return to stability. So you can check in. With it, you can verify your information on it. Uh, so anytime they tell you to verify your NFAS, you can do it on that app. On the app, a list of things you can do. Report accounting status, update contact, location information, manage your personal contacts, use checklists to help prepare for an emergency, use GPS and get turn by turn direction to the closest Navy installation. That's pretty helpful. Learn what to do before, during, and after emergency disaster, and there's some videos there on how you can update your INFES information and why they need you to do it. So check that out. Next one, I use this one all the time. I think we all just use it recently. I see a lot of sailors. This is probably the most utilized app in here, uh, the official Navy PFA app. It's got the PFA calculator and stuff on it to see, you can tell your, figure out what you need to get to get whatever score, or you can figure out what score you got by what, what you did uh, on the PFA. So the U.S. Navy's official physical fitness assessment or PFA application or app, (laughs) uh, the way they word these, provides sailors with all the physical readiness program information they need to maintain optimal health, fitness, and readiness according to Navy standards. The app offers current guidance regarding all aspects of the Navy physical readiness program, including... Information on appropriate nutrition, health, fitness, aerobic capacity, muscular strength, muscular endurance, and body fat composition. Uh, If you haven't checked them out, they also have a whole bunch of they have a whole bunch of NOFS apps as well. The ones I have on my phone, and they might not be limited to these, are operational, uh, which is for when you're like deployed away from like a gym setting. They have strength, endurance, and sandbag. Uh, So a bunch of different apps that. Based on the equipment and access that you have and the goals that you have, it'll give you a whole bunch of NOPS approved workouts. Uh, So those are pretty cool as well. Uh, The official Navy PFA app provides one-stop shopping for all the physical readiness program stuff. Uh, Program application resources such as how-to videos, three-step body composition assessment videos, physical readiness test event videos, and other products. So this is for CFLs and before, I mean, if you wanted to see exactly how they're supposed to be doing those things during the PFA, it's got videos on exactly how to do it, as well as the instructions and operating guides based on the OpNav instruction, 6110.1 series and associated nav admin So it's got all of the references on there. Super helpful to have those in your pocket. Nutrition resources, including self-guided nutrition course. This course builds on the user's nutrition knowledge, helping them create and maintain a healthy lifestyle in such areas as eating weight goals, stress management, sleep motivation, and energy before, during, and after workouts. And then command PT and FEP source information, uh, FEP being uh, the fitness enhancement program. This includes uh, CNIC, MWR instructor directed NOFs and fueling series. So that's the stuff that I was talking about with all the NOFs apps. And then, of course, the thing that we use it the most for is the app also features the recognized Navy mobile PFA calculator that combines the capabilities of the PRT goal calculator, the practice PFA results calculator and the bike calculator that are found in the official Navy prims program. So it's got the PRT calculator that we all use. So that and that's the approved one. So that's why you want to use the Navy PFA app, because it's it's accurate. Right. I mean, somebody else out there creates an app. You don't know if the information is up to date. And there's videos, again, for almost all of these on the website uh, that can tell you all about the app and how it works. Next one up, GMT or general military training. There's several required GMTs uh, that can now be completed from your phone. You got to forward your course completion certificates via email, so you just screenshot it uh, and then send it to this email, n- n- <laughs> n- t- m- p- s dot support at navy.mil. So you screenshot your completion certificate and you uh, email it to that address and they should put it in the fleet temps and everything so that you have it completed just as if you had done it on my Navy portal. So they have OPSEC 2.0 app or Uncle Sam's OPSEC. You can do that on an app, screenshot the certificate, send it to the email. Operational risk management or ORM. Uh, So individual managing of your risk. Uh, It's got a course number here, but uh, same thing. Uh, You can take take the screenshot certificate, send it in supervisor managing your team's risk, uh, GMT for time critical risk management, and then future versions will include uh, manager directing your commands risk management and assisting leading risk management. So future future uh, versions of the app will update with even more courses in there. Uh, some other GMT topics you can do is domestic violence prevention 2.0 and records management. Uh, you can get those done on your phone, screenshot them, send them in. I believe and and I'd have to look in this, I'm pretty sure you can do uh your basically your cyber awareness stuff on your phone now too. As of my doing this research, uh in accordance with NAB admin two two six slash one eight, none of the ones that they have available now are the are the mandatory ones, but they can be made so by your CO. Uh but they're still working on the ones that are required, uh, which as of my the last time I checked, was Sapper awareness, suicide prevention, cyber awareness, counterintelligence awareness, and reporting, anti-terrorism level one, and Privacy Act. So that that those ones they're they're still working on. I, I've heard that you can't. I got to do a little more research. I've heard that you can do some of these, and then I can't find it in the Navy App Locker. So I might be missing something, but uh, I owe you an answer on that. Navy financial literacy. This one's big. Uh, financial literacy is probably not addressed as much as it should be so having these types of tools available to you uh, like i i'm working through an issue with a junior sailor now where it's it's the definition of financially illiterate like he was just never taught simple basic concepts in relation to finances and credit and stuff like that so he got himself in a bad spot and now we're gonna it's gonna take us a long time to get him out of it it looks like we're gonna be able to right the ship but uh, resources like these can answer those questions and keep sailors out of, the, out of this position. So the app provides Navy personnel with information to help them achieve their personal financial goals and meet the Navy's financial literacy education requirements. This app allows service members and their families to access financial literacy education anywhere, anytime via their mobile devices. Um, it's got stuff about the changes in the retirement system and all kinds of other stuff. There's a lot of training, a lot of information in here. Uh it's divided into sections for ease of use. So you got financial literacy touchpoint checklists, which offers checklists to track for the financial training topics required at each professional and personal touch point throughout the service member's career. Checklists include initial entry training, arrival at various duty stations, promotions, continuation pay, marriage, and divorce, birth of a first child, pre and post-deployment, separation, or retirement. Um The courses include banking and financial management, credit and debt, financial planning and spending plans, investments, insurance, and military pay entitlements. Again, it's got resources on there for the blended retirement system and a whole bunch of other financial literacy resources. And again, this is another one. Videos are on the website, so go check that one out. And use that as a tool for your sailors that are having financial issues. That's probably the, I would think would be the most common use is, is use it to provide yet another resource for a sailor to go find an answer um, it's it's something they can go to and reference because uh, military pay can get a little complicated sometimes not like debt is dead and the stuff they do out in town is the stuff they do out in town and if they were looking for it they'd find it on Google but um, the stuff that's specific to the military they can get a lot of it a lot of information from their phone on this system so if they have questions about how the military financial system works, they can find it on their phone. So check that stuff out. Uh, E-Devo, mobile leadership and management tool that provides easy access to the most commonly used and referenced official U.S. Navy information and resources in easily understood and immediately available formats. After initial download, the majority of the information within E-Devo does not require an Internet connection to access, enabling use on the ship, either at sea or in port. Well, this publicly available information is aggregated and tailored specifically with division officers in mind. e serves as a quick reference management and education tool for Navy leaders of all ranks. It's got four sections, division management, including information on evaluations and fitness reports, advancement exams, physical fitness assessments, awards, legal, uniform regulations, finances, career counseling and safety. That's a lot. Personnel management, including information that educates users on the EFM program or exceptional family member, the family advocacy program or FAP, family care plans, suicide prevention, sexual assault prevention and response, and officer commissioning programs. Furthermore, this section includes information on the Navy's policies on equal opportunity, fraternization, hazing, pregnancy, and sexual harassment. My bridge team, uh, including information on basic navigating principles, nautical rules of the road, and training for officers of the deck and those aspiring to attain advanced watch standing qualifications. Emergency resources, providing quick access to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, the Department of Defense Safe Helpline, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and the American Red Cross Emergency Hotline. Super useful tool. Um, they also have an e I've heard varying reviews on both of these. Um, But if you look at the type of information that's available and especially that it's available offline, there's a lot of really great stuff in here. So like I'm just navigating it on my phone right now. And so you go into division management and they've got nav admins, awards, career counseling, enlisted advancement, evaluation, fitness reports. This is all a ton of information that will make a chief's job easier as someone who routinely trains division officers because they just You go into evaluations and fitness reports um, and they've got like they've got a section that says who is the reporting senior rater and you click on it and it's literally the correct page from the eval manual that talks about depending on which eval you're writing for which pay grade, who the senior rater is, who the reporting senior is and who the rater is. I mean, this is really great stuff and it simplifies things. PFA codes, block 20, click on it. It goes right to the chart. So you don't have to control off your way through an instruction. You don't have to scroll through it. You don't have to go find it. Like, when is it due? Click and it's got the chart that says when all the evals are due. This is amazing. Uh, this isn't just good for divos. This is good for new chiefs. Um, this is a tool that I think everybody should be aware of because especially because you can have it offline. Uh, so you can, if you have your phone on your hand, you can just reference all this stuff, uh, super easy, especially like ships with limited computer resources too. Like if I'm sitting there writing an eval, I can just grab my phone and open it up and reference, uh, the eval manual. That's, that's I'm a big fan of the eDivo app. Uh, it should really just be a leadership app. They should rename that one. That's my feedback. <laughs> My Navy family, uh, mobile application. It's the first tool the U.S. Navy developed for spouses and sailors families that combines authoritative information for more than 22 websites into a single convenient application. Categories are new spouse, mentorship and networking, employment and adult education, parenthood, special needs, family support, moving and relocation, service member deployment, counseling services, recreation, lodging and travel, family emergencies and transition and retirement. The initial version of the app connects Navy families to information and resources to help them successfully navigate the complexities of the Navy lifestyle because it can be confusing. In addition to the wealth of useful content, the app offers a military installation search function, just kind of like one of the apps we talked about earlier, uh, where it's got detailed information about every military installation around the world with contact information, base maps, programs and services, plus an overview of its mission. My Navy Career Center provides a 24-7 resource for help and information with in-app ability to call or send an email to a customer service representative. Emergency contacts, uh, access a list of Navy websites and phone numbers for immediate support from a range of organizations, national suicide prevention, sexual assault crisis, national domestic violence, and American Red Cross emergency hotlines. Calendar, add dates and events to a calendar associated with the user's mobile devices, content sharing, uh, you can share information with other mobile applications or your email, text message, iMessage. And then feedback about the app is built into the app. So that's great too. So you can provide feedback about the app on the app. Uh, so that makes it super easy. Uh, it's developed by a spouse advisory tiger team that was established by the Navy Sailor Experience Team. I've never heard of that in my life. So I'm going to have to do some research on that. But uh, I mean, between ombudsman's and, and this Navy family uh, spouse or the Navy spouse advisory team. Um, it's built to help families. It's built for personnel's families who like like they've been through this already. They've already encountered all these issues, and they provided you with a bunch of resources to help you not have the same problems they had. So this is something you should before you leave uh, for a deployment. You're spouse, significant other, or family should have this in their hands because it's got a lot of great information in it. So Navy College Program, we kind of talked about the MyVol Ed one earlier, but the Navy College Program app provides sailors with other tools uh, to assist them in making informed personal and professional development decisions throughout their Navy careers, especially when you're trying to get a college education. So it'll help you with stuff like the valid programs, including Navy college, uh, for float college education. So an NC pace or tuition assistance, the app includes the new policy and procedures training course for the Navy college program, of float college education or NC pace and features the ability to track course completion via the NTMPS or Navy training and management planning system. Like training jacket, uh, the Navy college app, Give Salish mobile access to voluntary education planning tools, counseling, and applications. The counseling part's important because if you want to use TA, you've got to do a bunch of counseling. So you can submit web TA requests and degree plans via this app. That's amazing because I've just been going through trying to get TA spun up and you, i got to do it all on my computer at work. And it turns out I can do it on this app. Uh, access required counselings, which is the stuff you have to do before you can get TA, and complete training requirements, again, stuff you need to do before you're qualified to get TA. Uh, So you can do this all on your app. Sailors may chat with Navy College Virtual Education Center counselors from 0700 to 1900 Eastern Time. They may also submit help requests from the assistance center and access frequently asked questions 24-7. All of this stuff is really good. I'm in the midst of re-enrolling in college because I'm in shorted again. uh, And this all would have been really helpful had I I, uh, explored it uh, on my phone, which I didn't because there you go. So now I know. The Navy College app features the following sections: So they got the tuition assistance stuff we've already talked about. So you can do the MyWebTA applications. You can do the counseling and the trainings uh, all on your phone. The Navy College Virtual Education Center. So this has got contact information for all the college offices uh, with a map in there. The Assistance Center, you can chat with a counselor on your phone in the app, submit help request tickets, and access frequently asked questions. Uh, they get videos and training, as we talked about before, resources, resources, including references and in current nav admins relevant to voluntary education. You can get your joint service transcript in this page as well or in this app as well. <laughs> uh, I speak Internet. So on this app as well, you can also get your joint service transcript. And emergency resources and favorites section also allows you to bookmark things uh, so you can find them later. Next up, Navy Life Skills. So the Navy Life Skills app is kind of interesting. So it's a reach back application that offers additional support material for a Naval Education and Training Command course delivered face-to-face after Recruit Training Command and prior to the start of your technical training or A-School. The content is broad in nature and addresses decision-making areas that are pertinent to the process of becoming a sailor in the U.S. Navy. So think back to the personnel issue you had where this sailor didn't know how to adult very well. That's what life skills is. So it's trying to teach sailors the things that we often complain they don't know and that maybe they should be taught, like how to write a check. Life skills. That's what it's for. OK, so this application is identified as Reachback because it is intended to both reinforce classroom delivery and provide additional information in the event a sailor desires it. This app is available to sailors, their family members and even newly assessed officers in an effort to promote better decision making and understanding of Navy policies. So some of the course topics Your money offers instruction on a whole bunch of stuff similar to the uh, financial stuff we talked about earlier. Military pay and entitlements, banking and financial management services, developing a personal spending plan, essentials of credit and debt, investments and savings, financial planning for deployment and government travel and general consumer awareness. So this is the one that keeps uh, an E4 from buying a crappy car with 27 percent interest. That's all the information is here. They just need to get in this app and actually leverage it. Your health offers instruction on nutrition, physical readiness, healthy relationships, reproductive health, stress management, suicide prevention, responsible alcohol use, tobacco use, and drug abuse. Your security, so it's just calling each one your this, your that. So your security offers instruction on operational security or OPSEC, operational risk management, ORM, sexual assault prevention and response, EEO or equal opportunity, grievance and redress processes, bystander intervention, hazing, and fraternization. So the goal of it is to help these sailors understand and use the Navy's core values as a basis for making important life decisions. The Reach Life Skills Reach Back app will allow you to develop a level of personal competence and success that supports the Navy's mission and enables you to move forward personally and professionally. So the life skills thing, the goal of it is to prepare sailors to adult really well, okay? So the life skills courses are taught by Naval military training instructors during the initial session pipe pipeline. They do it at RTC. There's some reinforcement by NMTIs at a schools where they do some other life skills generally, but the reach back app is like a reinforcement thing and it gives them access to all the references and resources they need to answer the questions to keep them from doing things like buying a car with an absurd interest rate that they can't afford so that they're you know paying 60% of their income to a car payment. Right. Right should keep them, should, keep them. Should if they leverage the resource and you counsel them to do that and train them and et cetera, and kind of stay on top of that, uh, it should keep them out of those issues. So it's just another, another resource you can provide your sailors so that when you're not around, they have answers to questions. Uh, it's not meant to fix it for you, but it is meant just to be another resource so that, you know, you don't have to send them away with a folder full of information that they might not read, right? You have, they have the app in their pocket all the time If they encounter a question or they're at a car dealership or something and they're like, that doesn't sound right. They can go into this app and get that answer or they can text you and you can tell them, hey, go in this app and find the answer. My favorite Navy uniforms. Uh, so the uniform regulations in my pocket, very convenient. I don't even have to Google anything. It's awesome. So I can just go in there and look through the, the app. Uh, the app offers information on Navy uniforms from a variety of department of the Navy sources and organizes it all into one simple searchable app. Sources include the most recent nav admins, policy updates, frequently asked questions and illustrations. Future updates of the app will include new policy changes relevant to us Navy uniforms and grooming standards. The app uh, is the actual U.S. Navy uniform regulations, plus all the nav admins. It has them like separate in a little library. There's a frequently asked questions page. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it addresses a lot of those random questions that sailors always have about, hey, are we allowed to do this thing that everybody does? And then it's like a gray area and people tell them not to do it, but we think we can do it. And they'll, they'll answer those questions. Um Feedback uh, provides a mechanism for asking questions and providing comments regarding the app, uniform regulations, etc. This is the one that I talk I've talked about before, where you can contact the Uniform Matters office on the Navy Personnel Command's webpage under the Uniform Regs section, where you just send them an email and they'll respond and and clarify anything for you regarding uniform regulations, uh, and they're kind of the final say. Like if there's something that you think is vague or not covered in the uniform regs. Uh, or you think it changed, or it changed back, or whatever. You can send them an email if there's any gray area or question or anything. Like there was a rumor going around recently that the uh, those the original like what are they called the uh, like reflective patches or whatever the original type three uh, N W patches that we had before they went to the regular embroidered ones. Uh, there's a rumor going around at least my area that said those were no longer authorized, and that's not true at all. They're still authorized, they're just being discontinued because it's not a great product. You can't wash them, they fall apart, uh, and they're more expensive. So I think they look cooler, but it's, you know, (laughs) they're not practical. So they're going to the embroidered patches and eventually when they run out of stock, those things will just go away. So uh, that's the kind of stuff that you just shoot them an email and they'll clarify that for you, which we did and we got that response that yes, they are in fact authorized, they're just being discontinued and discontinued meaning that they're just not going to make them anymore. So you won't be able to buy them soon, but for as long as they're in good repair, you can still wear them pregnancy and parenthood application. So this one's cool, especially for junior sailors that are first time parents Uh, It provides important Navy administrative guidance for service members who are starting or expanding their families as well as for their command leadership. So it provides me information to help them through this process. The app includes Navy guidance regarding assignments, retention, separation, standards of conducts, and much more. The Pregnancy and Parenthood app can be compatible with a successful military career when sailors and their commands both understand their rules and responsibilities because there's often confusion there. I think any parents in the crowd could probably tell a horror story about how you know their command tried to deny their paternity or maternity leave or... You know, didn't the uniform allowance for pregnant female sailors is always a thing where sometimes they oh, you're not entitled to blah, 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 like, and you got to fight that battle. Uh, So it's got a lot of good information in there. It's separated into the following sections for ease of use, pregnancy guidelines, limitations and responsibilities. This section provides information about workplace assignments, medical considerations, pregnancy loss, abortion, and related topics. It also covers medical, physical, ergonomic limitations during pregnancy, as well as ongoing responsibilities during pregnancy, including physical readiness, maternity uniforms, and child care. Personnel management. This section offers guidance on assignments and evacuations during pregnancy, complicated and high-risk pregnancies, adoption, separation from service, and leave policy. Healthcare benefits. This section covers... Topics related to provisions of healthcare, pregnancy, planning, conception, breastfeeding, and related issues. It's a lot of good information. And this is a topic that, like, for me, having never been pregnant and not having kids, I constantly have to look stuff up. I've encountered a couple situations where I've had pregnant female sailors. So that evaluation portion, especially because they were up for chief at the time, uh, that section specifically addresses a situation that you're not going to encounter a lot for me, like for the submarine force. Uh, Quite yet. I mean, it'll get there because as we integrate female enlisted, uh, it's something I didn't know a lot about and have to constantly reference. So that's a great resource, uh, along with uh, some of the other things that I may not know, having not had kids and having not being not being a female that's ever had a child. There's just things I don't know about it. Uh, So it's great to have that reference in in your pocket on your smartphone so you can just look the stuff up. It clears up up the uh, uncertainty real quick. So those those are the apps that I'm going to cover. Uh, there are a bunch more, and I really, really highly encourage you to check out the Navy App Locker and explore it for yourself. Because everybody's from different backgrounds, communities. Some of you are reservists, some of you are active duty. There's apps for everyone that are specific to everyone. There's even specific apps for specific communities. Like there's this one for some Security Command and a bunch of other ones where they're they made their own app and it uh, pro- provides some service or solves some problem for them, and it's included in the Navy App Locker because they submitted it. So uh, it's really cool. And uh, I just got done talking to my ITs as I was finishing this outline about the app Locker, And their first reaction was like,, Ugh. like like basically just like that it's clunky, that it doesn't really work. Uh, they just kind of had this look of disgust because they're all IT guys and this is they're experts at this stuff, and they don't think that it's user friendly. They said it's clunky, it's hard to register and use, which I, I can attest to. I had a hard time initially getting on the My Navy Record app and get doing the OctaVerify thing and everything so that I could not use my cat card. So I get it. Uh, but like I said at the beginning, just the fact that these all exist and that they're continually updating them and continually creating new ones is a giant leap in the right direction. And they realize that it's not perfect, which is why they're actively soliciting feedback. So they programmed prominent links for three feedback mechanisms into the Navy App Locker. One is to submit an existing app for inclusion in the App Locker. So that's when you have an app that you created to solve some kind of a problem. If you want include it included in the App Locker, you can submit it via number one, right? So number two, submit a new idea for an app. So you recognize a problem, but you're like me and you're technologically illiterate almost. Uh, I couldn't write an app if you put a gun to my head. So. I can come up with good idea fairies, though, so if I see a problem that I think can be solved with an app, I can submit an idea for an app to the Navy App Locker, and then they can do their tech thing and create an app. Or I can submit feedback, number three, is I can submit feedback on an existing app. This one's the biggest, because most of us don't know how to create an app, but you can definitely submit an idea for an app if you know that, hey, man, if I could just go on my smartphone and do this thing, it would be amazing, and it would solve so many problems. Like, submit that. Submit that feedback. Get it. Give them as much detail as you can about the problem and how you think it should be solved in the app, and then they can make that happen for you. So why should you care about all this? Like, why did I just do this super long and borderline boring episode on the Navy App Locker? Uh, so it's for informational purposes, right? I want you guys to know about it because there's a lot of useful stuff in here that can help you out, but I also want to know that want you to know that they're trying so like the IT's I rolled and they were disgusted by it, and I understand um, and with my frustration and trying to get this stupid thing to f- register my CAC and like let me log into this thing without it uh, and get to function properly like I ex- I understand that they're clunky and they don't really work that great to begin with but the big takeaway here is that the Navy has recognized the importance of leveraging your mobile device to get your attention And free up your time. So give them that. Use what you can now of what they have that exists. And then understand that updates are inbound. And those updates will be based on your feedback. At the fleet call I was at recently, he spoke at length about how they're attempting to leverage this technology to give you ready, easy access to everything from your records, travel, PCS items, etc. So that you don't have to do all this burdensome administrative stuff to pcs to update your record to get ready for an advancement board they want you to be able to do this all through your phone using the similar technology to what you use to get on social media and scan a boarding pass at the airport or a concert ticket at a live show they're also utilizing youtube all hands calls on facebook and going live on instagram so give them credit and attempt to be receptive because they're trying to reach you through these platforms that's why they do these all hands calls so get on there and comment and and message them and do all those things leverage the social media platforms that they're active on because that's why they're active on them and trust me when i tell you i've talked to their staff and they're monitoring those comments and messages and whatever right those reactions to it they're monitoring all your comments and trying to pull some kind of a thread out of it to get that good feedback uh it could eventually lighten your load significantly so when we do work out all the clunky, clunky functionality and we streamline them and they're updated and the new ones roll out, this could significantly lighten your load. The functionality here is endless. Like, you you know how useful your smartphone is, and that's why we can't get it out of your damn hands. So they're working out the security pieces, uh, essentially have certified my Navy portal app as secured based on the conversation that I had with that fleet. Uh, so imagine being able to spend a large amounts of your time on your job and your family instead of mindlessly clicking through cyber awareness training whenever it's you're lucky enough to have access to an unclass computer that actually has connectivity and actually saves you progress, your progress and actually converts it to your certificate with no problems. You could literally do it from your couch while watching Netflix like that's a huge win when they get to that point where you can do that on your phone. Like if I can sit there and watch my favorite show while I'm clicking through the st- cyber awareness refresher training that'd be amazing um, the last piece is feedback 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 front and center on the Navy App Locker's site is feedback links the only way this gets better is if you provide feedback like anything uh, so in addition to understanding that this is the best way to reach you they also understand that they don't understand so teach them they know you guys are the ones that know the way around these things and how to best leverage them to get these things done so show them by communicating and engaging them right so that they can help you out right provide them feedback you got three options again on you can submit your app to the app locker right so i know based on what i've seen there are, are so many of you with the intelligence and technical skills to solve problems you see by creating that type of a solution by creating your own app and submitting it for approval so here's your chance to act on that if i was in charge i'd do this do it do it they're asking you to do it so do it Submit feedback on an existing app, I plan to do this and you should too. Uh, download them and mess around with them and see what works and what doesn't and then tell them. Uh, give them ideas to add or to enhance current functionalities. Tell them the app is garbage and they should have done blah. Provide constructive feedback because they're, they're listening to you and they want that feedback. Uh, and then submit an idea for an app. So if you're like me, don't have the aptitude for this stuff or the technical skills, but you see a problem and you have a creative solution to solve that problem that you know an app can solve, because you know how to work your way around the the smartphone and use it, then tell them. Submit an idea for an app. Don't let programming stop you from helping solve the problems that you see in our Navy. Right, This is your opportunity to get involved and leverage technology to solve problems. And don't limit your suggestions to what you think they want to hear or what they would like. Be blunt, descriptive, and constructive. So that's it. It's conclusion time. We talked about what the Navy App Locker is, because I don't think a lot of people know about it. Uh, What's available to you in the form of all the apps that we went through, and there's many more uh, outside of the ones that I talked about. And then why it matters and how you can be involved in making it better. And you need to be involved in making it better. Otherwise, it's not going to get better. The Navy App Locker is a collection of smartphone apps that sailors need to leverage to not only free up large chunks of their time, uh, free time and work time, but also to further their professional development and progress towards career advancement, right? There's lots of things that you can do with all these apps. Uh, you can make your family better. You can make your career better. You can free up a ton of your personal time. You can free up a ton of your work time so that you have more personal time. Uh, it's There's a lot of good to be had here. Uh, I've had some conversations with some people about this. And my big takeaway is one, not many people even know it exists, which is why I'm doing this episode. That was the primary motivation is I don't think many people even know this thing is out there Two: the ones that do aren't taking it too seriously. And I think that's a mistake. Give the Navy a little credit for recognizing that technology is the answer and that this is how they're supposed to reach you. They're actively trying, even if it feels misguided, even if the first run out of the apps aren't functional. Uh, and they're not filling the needs that you have yet, focus on the fact that the Navy is trying to exist in this space. They're trying to help you through the access points they see, and they need your help. This is a tremendous opportunity for you to help shape this and ensure it's not abandoned because we allow it to shrivel up and then get shuttered because it's ineffective. It's only that if we allow it to be. So get involved. Overwhelm them with feedback. And get this thing shaped to your needs because it can provide you with a tremendous functionality, return your time to you, increase productivity, and just make everything better for you and your team. So take advantage of this. Get in there, check it out, fool around with it, and identify the things that only you can, and then submit that feedback and make this thing better. Uh, The more feedback you provide, the better it'll be. And I really, really believe that if you provide that feedback, detailed feedback and a lot of it, that this thing will get molded in your image, like you collectively as a group of junior sailors that are leveraging this functionality more than anyone else, and have the experience and intelligence to to provide the most constructive feedback, because I, I don't. I mean, I, I could recognize a problem that an app could probably solve, but I mean, the creativity and intelligence that... in Exists in the ranks of E5 and below are, is, are what's going to make this thing work. So get out there and provide that feedback uh, and provide me feedback like always. So uh, if you got anything for me, you got any questions about this uh, or comments or concerns, hit us up. Don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the shit podcast or you can DM me on Instagram at Uh Hit us up. Let me know what you guys think of this. Let me know if you got questions uh, and then let me know anything really (laughs) and then like always like i recently i've been talking about a lot if you guys have any interest in having discussions or being on the podcast or talking about anything uh hit me up with that too i'm super interested in talking to you guys uh and and i like to bring more and more people onto the podcast to have discussions about whatever so do that too uh if you want to support us help keep the lights on uh i have lots of subscription fees to keep this platform rolling and periodic equipment costs and stuff like that. Uh, you can support us by shopping, by buying some swag at dgutspodcast.com slash shop. Uh, if you go there, we've got a bunch of different types of stickers now. Uh, we got T-shirts, uh, pins, like little buttons, uh, magnets, that's the other thing. So you got a bunch of stuff. Uh, it Again, it's not a for-profit enterprise. I'm not putting money in my pocket with this. It's literally just trying to offset the costs uh, of the domain fees, subscription fees for the RSS feed and everything else. So if you want to support us and you get something cool in exchange, hit it up, digaspodcast.com/shop. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship.